Queens, New York. What up? What's happening? Michael. What up, yo? What's Dilio? I don't know. What do you mean you don't know? What do you mean by Dilio? Uh, I don't know. What's what's happening in your uh, sports world? In my sports world? Yeah. What is your sports world? The New York sports world is my sports world. Nothing else. But everything else. No, NASCAR. You're a NASCAR fan? I am a NASCAR fan. I'm not a NASCAR fan. Why not? Aren't you from the South? Isn't that kind of a prerequisite living in the South? That is so prejudiced. It is, isn't it? It's It's very prejudiced. It is. Yeah. It's very, what's that's, it's a different word than prejudice. It's very uh, stereotyping. Is it? Yeah, I think. Would it be stereotyping? Stereotypical that everyone from the South should like NASCAR. Yeah, 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 yeah. Not just the kid from New York City. Right. That likes right. NASCAR more than the kid from Eastern North Carolina. Yeah. North Carolina, the the hub of NASCAR. That's right. Charlotte, right? I mean, Charlotte, Kannapolis. I mean, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Who do you like in NASCAR? Right now? Yeah. That's racing right now. Yeah. Chase Elliott. Chase Elliott. Number nine car. I have no idea who that Son is. Son of Bill Elliott. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Mm, now that guy, I know who Bill Elliott is. Bill Elliott is he didn't he like have some really country interviews uh I mean he's from Georgia isn't that that guy that said something uh when he got mad with Del Earnhardt and he just went on and on and on and something that he put me in the plum dern apron or something like that he put me down there in the plum dern apron yeah, is I that, think I think that's who that is. That is that is who that is. Don't fact check me, but I think. Why don't you fact check it? You got it up. Just show his face. I'll tell you if it's him or not. I think Dale Earnhardt put a lot of people in the Plum Dern apron. He put me down there in the Plum Dern apron. That's him, dude. That dude is country. Awesome, yeah. Awesome Bill from Dawsonville. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Bill Elliott. So yeah, you're a uh, Chase Elliott. Yes, fan. I like I like NASCAR. Uh huh. I like the NFL. I like Major League Baseball. I like basketball. I'm not a huge fan of the NBA, but I am a, a big, huge, diehard Knicks fan. Are you? Yeah, I am. And the Rangers too. Have I, you? Ice hockey. Ice hockey. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're a Mets fan. Absolutely. They're out of it. They are. Yeah. So is the Yankees. Thank goodness. Really? Because you're a Yankees fan, aren't you? I'm a casual, lazy Yankees fan. I know uh, Aaron Judge, and I could... uh, And Derek Jeter. No, no, this year. So Aaron Judge and uh, Garrett Cole. That's it. Those two names. Garrett Cole, man. Wow. Yeah. He really, really... Can I say sucked on this show? You can say whatever you want to say. He really, really sucked. I mean, the Mets season ended on Sunday... And then the uh, the mighty empire of the New York Yankees ended just two days later as Garrett Cole, I think he pitched two innings. But it's probably not that painful for you because you're just a casual that's right. Yankee fan. But that's like most Yankee fans. That's right. I don't like I'm – a, I'm, a, I'm a Cowboys fan. Die hard. Dallas Cowboys fan. So I don't, I, I don't, I don't care so much about the Yankees as I would uh, the Dallas well, Cowboys. We all have a cross to bear. Really? Really? That's pr- that's a pretty easy burden to bear. Speaking of like this year, because we're actually pretty good. 
So four games into the season mm-hmm. is your three and one. That's right. And that's well, I mean that's that's good. I'm happy for you guys. I am. Yeah. It's good. You guys might, you know, might have a winning record this year. Do you have any idea who you face this weekend as a Giants fan? Oh, yes, absolutely. We're playing in the f- my, my favorite road arena, mm. Jerry World. Why is it your favorite? You know why it's my favorite. Because of opening day? Of course. Well, That's because it. the Giants, you know what, I'm not really sure. And maybe, uh, maybe Steve could check on this, but I'd like to know what the Giants record is at the current home of the Dallas Cowboys. That would be interesting. I'd like to say that we have a winning record. We probably maybe not, but I do know that we won the first game there. Like, you know, the coronation of Jerry's majestic yeah, creation. I was, and I was really excited about that game, man. It was the first game of the opening new stadium, and, like, we were, like, the big – the big kids on the block, yeah, or whatever you say. Because big, shiny new toy. Until, you know, I guess L.A. Rams came out with their new stadium. But, right. like, man, everybody, the big screen, the jumbo screen. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, you guys came in and gave us a upset. Uh, it was beautiful. I loved it. Yeah. But that's that's neither here nor there. That's irrelevant. Cause, okay. Because, you know, this weekend is uh, going to be a different story. You think so? A totally different story. Yeah. Have you seen... Or have you ever heard of Trayvon Diggs? Yes, I have. He is a cornerback. That's correct. And he's related to the wide receiver, receiver mm-hmm. Stephon Diggs, who plays for the Buffalo Bills, if I'm correct. Yeah. Are you at all worried about uh, facing uh, Trayvon Diggs and Micah Parsons? No. I, th- I think that when he tries to tackle Kenny Galladay, um, he's gonna get. Uh, he'll get. He's gonna get run over. He'll get trucked. He'll get. Tr- I, I. I can almost guarantee that at least one time this weekend, the guy Diggs, who's mm-hmm. the cornerback, mm-hmm. is going to attempt to tackle Galladay, and then bounce off of him like a little child. Like a little child. Like, like his little, kid. Yeah. You know, but when you're dad, and you just sometimes you let your kids tackle you, you're like, oh, you got me. Yeah. Or then, but then sometimes you're like, nah, and then you stiff arm your kid. Uh huh. That's, uh-huh. that's, it's going to be more like that one. You don't say. I do say. Michael, you're also a sports podcaster. Do you have any predictions about this weekend so we can all just discredit you right here, right now? Sure, sure. Um, you just talking about this game? This game. Just this game only. Yeah. Yeah. <sighs> It's going to be the same prediction I did on this other show that I was on this week, my show. 28-21 Giants. 28-21 Giants. Mm. 28-21 Giants. Could I give you my prediction? Sure, absolutely. 33-14. That's a blowout. So right now the Cowboys are laying seven, and the over/under total score is fifty-two and a half. So that would kind of fall in line. You definitely guys would be covering, 
And uh, the over-under, based upon your score, would be a little bit under. Sure. We're so, going to win. Okay. We're going to win. Um, I didn't – where's my manners? I forgot to offer you a cigar. Would you like a cigar? No, but thank you. I appreciate it. You don't smoke cigars? Uh, I will smoke a cigar on occasion, mm. but not regularly. Or here's a half-smoking one. You want one? Has it the... been in your mouth already? Yes. No, absolutely not, but thank you. Okay. Are you afraid you might catch something? Pretty confident that I would. I would like to know what you think you would catch from me. <laughs> I can't say those those words on the air because I can't think of You're not really on the air. You know what I mean? You're in the cloud, I think. Are we in the cloud? I don't know. How does that work? I'm not sure, really. Mm. You know, you go there. Yay. That's it? That's pretty much about it. What about the Knicks game? <laughs> the story you were just telling me a minute ago. Oh, the Knicks game. That yeah. game. Oh, that What yeah, happened? I do love the Knicks. What happened? I've been to a lot of Knicks games. Dude, tell me the story about the Knicks game where we were just having like a five-minute conversation and you went into, man, I got arrested. And then this guy came over and he put my hands behind my back. And I was like, oh, what happened? You were like, I'm going to save it. That's exactly the words you told to me. That wasn't the Knicks game. That was the North Carolina-Michigan game. Nope. Nope. I've never gotten arrested at a Knicks game. You tell me... You tell me right now the story where an usher came to you at a Knicks game and said, be quiet. You're too loud. That one, yeah. This guy. What happened? So we're at Madison Square Garden, the world's greatest arena, you know, home of the New York Knickerbockers. Beautiful, beautiful. I mean, when you're, when you're in Madison Square Garden, it's like you are in a cathedral, it is arguably the greatest single venue I've ever been in my life for a sporting event. Seen playoff games, the Chicago Bulls. I mean, it's louder than being at the airport, standing behind the plane as it's blowing its jet wash right in your face. Okay. So at the game, lucky enough to get a couple tickets. You know, good tickets. You know, not the regular tickets that we sit at when you're way, way, way up in the nosebleeds. So someone gives us a couple of tickets. Me and my buddy go. And um, good game. Close enough that, you know, the players could hear you cheer for them. You know, the Knicks could hear me cheering for them. They're like, oh, man, that guy loves us. You're that close. I'm that close. I mean, yeah. I mean, they're, they're just like, man, this guy should be with us on the road. Mm-hmm. You know, the great thing about that is that the visiting team could hear you. And I love talking to the visiting team, too. Just sharing opinion, you know, how you feel about them. Right. So I wasn't using anything. I wasn't using anything vulgar. I wasn't dropping, like, F-bombs or anything. Mm-hmm. I was just cheering. I was just being passionate. And I was just telling them how badly they sucked. I said, you suck. You stink. No, no, no profanity. Nope. No, nothing. Nothing okay. other than like suck, you stink, and just screaming my head off and going a little crazy. I probably looking a little off. Probably looking a little disturbed at you're, times. You're a little toasted? 
I mean, I've had, I probably had a, a beverage or two, yeah. Uh-huh. Probably a beverage or two. But there's 19,000 other people there that are screaming their heads off, too. So I'm screaming and yelling, and I'm surrounded by all the people that, you know, are sitting in the $5,000 a ticket seats all year long. And I'm Mike from Queens, the guy that sits in the upper deck, you know, that sits up there with the rest of the commoners. But I'm sitting down there near the court, surrounded by the stars, the paparazzi, the people, the, yeah. pe- the important people. People not, that are, like, not into screaming. Yeah, they just, yeah, you know, yay. Right. They're, you know, I don't even, th- they didn't have cell phones back then. But they're just talking about each other, talking to their agent, blah, blah, blah. So I'm screaming, blah, 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 blah. And then all of a sudden, an usher comes up to me and is like, hey, I love it. I love your passion. But can you just keep it down, not so loud? And I'm like, not so loud? I mean, not so loud. I'm, I'm cheering at a Knicks mm. game, screaming my head off to the point that the Knicks are turning around, looking at me, giving me the thumbs up, and are like, yes, I love that guy. And then someone around me probably was like, oh, that guy, he's so loud. He's screaming about this basketball game. Yeah. Tell, tell me to keep it down at a basketball game. I'm in New York City, and I've got to lower my voice. It's not like I'm a loud person as it is. I find myself fairly mild-mannered. and But anyway, um, so I didn't keep it down. I kept on getting louder and louder. I stopped saying suck. You know, I, I, I respect maybe there were kids around or something like that. I didn't see any kids. I just saw the Kar- Kardashians and people like that there. I'm sure hearing the word suck is not the worst thing that they've heard. But anyway, so I kept on screaming and screaming, and we won the game. And I think we were playing the Pacers, and the Pacers would look at me with disgust, you know, and I flipped them the bird without flipping them the bird. You know, you kind of look at them. They know you're flipping them the bird. And I was like, yeah, I'm that guy. I was that guy. And, uh, yeah, that was it. Um, I guess as a we never got tickets again, though. The guy never gave us tickets again. So I guess somebody told him, those guys that you gave tickets to? Yeah. Yeah, don't do that again. I guess uh, I guess you just admit you, you're supposed to be up in there with the commoners, man. I guess so. Yeah. I mean, it was I, was, I just was like, hey, man, fight the power. Sure. Sure. So tell me about this bar in uh, Manhattan that was uh, – now, did you go back to New York and visit, or were you already living here? I was, I was, no, I was, this was year, this was 1990. This is, once again, I'm sure, whenever the, the, whenever North Carolina men's basketball team played the University of Michigan for the national championship game, mm-hmm. that was the day, that was the date of this particular event. And it was, um, actually, the day actually started. It was also it also coincided. It was a great sports day. It started off as a great sports day because it coincided with the Mets home opener. So, the early part of the day, I'm at Shea Stadium for the Mets home opener. Ah, we win. At least I'm going to say we won. I'm pretty sure we won. So, baseball game to start the day, and then we migrate into the evening to watch the national championship men's basketball game. And uh, it's me and three of my buddies. And one of my buddies, his buddy, happens to be 
the head bartender at this bar on the Upper East Side. Um, I will not name the bar. But he's the head bartender at the Upper East Side bar, and he's like, dude, come on through. I mean, they make the best wings in the city, at least at the time. Come on through, free wings, and uh, you know, pretty much it's going to be an open bar for you guys. So, I, I don't know, we were, what, 21, 22 years old. And someone decided to start a bar dedicated to North Carolina. It wasn't dedicated, but I guess apparently, you know kind of how it is, like there are certain bars around the country that expatriates can go to to see their team, even though they're not living there anymore. So apparently this bar, the owner was whatever, was must have been a Tar Heel fan or an alumni, so it became known as the place to go for any kind of North Carolina athletic event. Yeah. So the bar is jam-packed. We get down there. We're all pumped up. And um, just side note, we're rooting for Michigan, the Fab Five. This was the Fab Five and Chris Weber. So it was me and three of my buddies. We're going into this bar. We're rooting for Michigan. And um, it's jam-packed with North Carolina Tar Heel fans. But that's okay. We, uh, we gently... You were pulling for Michigan. Yes, absolutely. Did you have any Michigan gear on? Yeah, Michigan hat probably and stuff like that. You didn't get anything thrown at you as soon as you come in? No, we were bigger than pretty much everybody in the bar. Mm. So mm. we just kind of – That'll do it. We kind of just nudged our way to the bar itself and just kind of made a little spot for ourselves at the end of the, end of the bar and watched the game in peace. I wouldn't say peace and quiet, but we were just watching the game and just chowing down on wings and consuming – Varieties of beverages and watching the game and enjoying it. It was it was it was a, it was actually an extremely pleasant time. We were having a good time, mm-hmm. and then North Carolina wins the game, and the people are screaming. And you know how North Carolina fans are. Sure, you know they're, you know, sure, you know, and so they're they're screaming and they're like, oh, oh, oh Michigan lost, Michigan lost, yay! So I was like, you know, you guys suck. But you lost. But I don't care. They still suck. I was mad. And so. There's only three of you. There was three of, four of us. Oh, okay. Three buddies, me. And then we, then, you know, you start screaming back and forth. And they're like, yeah, yeah, you, F you, and everything. And then, you know, they curse. They mean, they didn't have to curse. I said, you suck. Someone says a couple colorful words and. You know, you kind of do, do you push and you reach, and there's this scrum, and there's this sea. Like it's jam packed. You know, the bars are like this. So everyone's moving like this, and girls are like, oh my gosh. And there's like this fight and everything. People are swinging, and my buddy's jumping on my back. And and then this girl comes, and then the guy's like, oh, and I'm like, oh, and then we're just like, oh. <laughs> I mean, come on. I mean, what did you expect was going to happen? So, what do we do? We left the bar. After, we were like, all right, guys, you know what? We'll leave. I mean, they asked us to leave, but we left. And as we're walking out of the bar, we're walking up the block, and we're like, man, that was a good time. You know, it, suck. it sucks that, you know, Michigan lost, and those Tar Heel fans were very rude, and we just kind of had to defend our honor. And uh, so we're walking up to the car, and then all of a sudden, woo, 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 New York's finest pulls up alongside our car and says, gentlemen, 
Would you please put your hands on the hood of the car? And I was like, what? Mm. Please put your hands on the hood of the car. So we have to put our hands on the hood of the car. And we, they say, well, we heard there was a disturbance and someone said that you guys caused it. I said, that is entirely inaccurate, officer. We did not start it. We didn't start it. They said dirty words and we left. So long story short, um, unfortunately, I guess you could say that I was the one that kind of started the physical aspect of the altercation. I didn't do the bad stuff. It just kind of kind of started that way. And then my buddy kind of jumped in because you would jump in for your buddy, right? Mm. So, but he wasn't really, he wasn't, well, he wasn't really, he was like, a, he's the best friend of mine. So he wouldn't, he wasn't responsible for it. But unfortunately, um, he got put in handcuffs and had to go down to uh, the station. And so we sat in the police station waiting for them, waiting for him to be released at, I don't know, about four o'clock in the morning. So, so yeah, so my day started at the Mets home opener in the sunshine and then concluded at a police station in the middle of the night. Yeah. And you enjoyed, uh, the spirit of those people so much and their passion, those North Carolinians so much that you decided to move here. Yeah, it's funny how those things work, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I'd never, ever thought that I would, uh, yeah, yeah, that's that's why I came here, because. What is the rivalry like between Mets and Yankees fans living in New York? It's a unique one. Uh, it's kind of like family, in a sense. It's kind of like the Yankees are like, the big brother or they're the family like you know say there's two sets of family they're the family that lives in the really really nice house mm. you know they've got a big yard and everything like that and they are you know they're just you know they just they've got it good everything goes right for them then the Mets fans are the other part of the family that lives on the other side of the neighborhood in the apartment building that the elevator doesn't always work so you got to walk up the stairs all the time and uh the electricity fails a lot because the building's wiring kind of stinks and it's old and the super won't fix it but the yankee fans live in the building in the house that you know they call tom at three o'clock in the morning to fix the leaky toilet and he comes over he's there in five minutes and if you're a mets fan you live there and you don't have any heat for a month so that's exactly what the rivalry is like in New York. So we are, we're family, but we don't really like each other. Mm. But at the same time, too, the other guys have got all of the money and the success. Yeah. So it sounds like Mets fans are Mets fans are like really resentful. Then. No, we're the proud, poor part of the family. You know, like we're like the. Uh, have you ever met a proud poor person? Absolutely. Really? Yeah. Who? Lots of people. That are proud and poor. Not proud of being poor, but they could be poor yet, you know, very proud people and stuff like that. 
Mm. Don't you think that could happen? Nope. You can't be proud and then be poor? Mm. No. Mm. Well, we were. So anyway. So Mets, Yankees fans, we get along. You kind of have to get along because you live in the same city. And the Yankee fans, they, they break your chops and everything. They break your balls because they've got 26 world championships and we have two. And blah, 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 blah. And Derek Jeter and Joe DiMaggio. But, you know, we got Keith mm. Hernandez and Mike Piazza. and Yeah, you know. Joe DiMaggio. I uh, was watching Seinfeld last night, and uh, they mentioned uh, – Kramer kept mentioning – Oh, I saw Joe Dimaggio, or however you say his last Joe name. Joe Dimaggio. What's his last name? Dimaggio. Dimaggio. No, see, that is a cat. That's see, that's a Yankees fan. They can't even get the name of one of the greatest yeah. baseball players of all time right. 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 Typical scum. So I can't. I couldn't starting say starting all over. I was watching Seinfeld last night, and Kramer kept mentioning uh, Joe Dimaggio was in a uh, donut shop. And everybody was like, oh, it wasn't there. Anyway, you ever seen that episode? I don't think so. Yeah. No. Who was it that spit in Kramer's eye on the sidewalk? <laughs> I remember I that know. one. I don't know who that was. <coughs> I don't either. I don't know. Is it Eddie Perez? Eddie Perez? I have no idea. I don't know. I don't remember. I don't know. Do you know what they used to call Joe DiMaggio? What? After his baseball playing days? Big Joe? No. What? Mr. Coffee. Mm. Remember? Do you, you don't remember that? Nope. That was in the 70s, too. Yeah. Mr. Coffee. Because he, he was the spokesperson for the coffee pot company, Mr. Coffee. Huh. So they used to call him Mr. Coffee. So there's a whole generation of people that didn't know that Joe DiMaggio was actually a great baseball player, but they know that he was Mr. Coffee. Keith Hernandez. Spit in Kramer's face. Oh, that makes it even better. That makes it even better. I was one years old then. I'm Keith Hernandez. One years old. Oh, gosh. So the relationship between Met fans and Yankees fans is a complicated one. My mother's a Yankees fan. Mm. So let me put it to you this way. But she's from Queens. She's from the Bronx. Oh, she lives in Queens now. Never mind. She's a girl born and raised in the Bronx. Yeah. So you would figure your mom, your mom, she gave birth to you. She raised you. She's, she is your safe place as a child, right? So wouldn't you think that your mom would be kind of sensitive to your feelings? Like she wouldn't go out of her way to make you feel bad, would she? I don't know, man. It sounds like you're the one that betrayed her, though, because you were brought up. In a Yankees type home. No, I was brought up in Queens. Yeah, but inside the home of a woman that said, Hey, we're gonna be Yankees fans. Nah, she was just, you know, she was like she was like a lot of Yankees fans. I'm a Yankees fan. I grew up in the Bronx. Uh, okay. Yeah. So but she would like to remind me every time we talk about the Mets and how great the Mets are, she would always say, Oh yeah, but We've got 26 world championships. How many do you have? Yeah, right. It's kind of like Cowboys fans with the rest of the uh, NFC East. No. It's yeah. Not like, no. Wouldn't you say? Because we do have more championships than anybody in that division. We have four. Yeah. And if you t- t- add in 
world championships, National Football League championships, we actually have more than you. I think we have six or seven. And right. I mean, I mean, you brought it up. I mean, we have two of the most recent championships, right? Nothing before the merger counts, though. We got Why not? Well, they're not super. They're super not, Bowls. Super, we're, we're, we're talking Super Bowls. All right, Super Bowls. We have four. I'll take four. I'll take four. I'll take four to your five. Yeah. How many of your five do you remember? Three. Do you really remember all three? No. Okay. I no. remember all four. I watched all four of them. Yeah. I enjoyed all four of them. So it's actually like, like, like I have four and you have like one. Right. Personally. Right. Yeah, I guess that's fair, but it's not factual. Like the team that I pull for has five Super Bowl championships. Yeah. I will concede that. Sure. Mm-hmm. So North Carolina, yeah. are you are you you live here now? Are you getting ready for uh deer hunting season? <laughs> Let's go there. Are you getting ready? Are you are are you gearing up for uh uh for some for some uh for some of that venison? I wish I was. I I don't think I'll be uh I don't think I'll be hunting this season. Why not? Uh, I haven't hunted in a very long time. I had a I had a bad experience. What happened? It's kind of tough to talk about. <laughs> Can you play some uh, like some Oprah <laughs> sad music or something so we can get this guy to open up about it? What happened? Yes. Well, you know, this is one of my first times. <clears throat> it was early on. I'm not even sure if I – yeah, I guess I did live here. So this is about 15 years ago maybe. <laughs> About 15 years ago. Okay. And I am acclimating to life in the South. You know, I used to go, actually, I used to go deer hunting with my dad when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. He was a bow hunter. He was a bow hunter. So I used to go hunting with my dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so, you know what? I figured that, you know what? Now that I'm a man an, or an adult, mm-hmm. an adult man, adult human being, I'd like to go ahead and continue that tradition of hunting. Did you live here? At the time, or I you, think I was visit? living here. Yeah, I think yeah. I was living here at the time, and uh, so I went out with a couple of a couple guys, and they were like, "Hey, listen, you want to go hunting?" I was like, "Yeah, absolutely, man. That'd be great. Go out there, go out there, go slay a deer, bring it back, slay a deer. You know, cut it up, eat it, rub blood on my face like they did in uh, Red Dawn. You remember? Yeah. No, <sighs> but nobody does that. But go ahead." Well, I would have done that. You know, you kind of like, you know, like war paint. So we go out. Take me out, walking, walking, walking to this big, huge piece of land that they're like, yeah, our friend said we could hunt here. You know, he owns, just watch out for the bull. I'm like, bull? What? I said, I thought we were going deer hunting. He's like, yeah, yeah, we're going to go deer hunting here. But he raises bull or steer. So mm-hmm. he has a couple on the property. One of them is really mean. Just just avoid him. So, okay, fine. They give me a gun, gave me a shotgun, and um, which I was incredibly 
not proficient with. So, but that's okay. I figured point and shoot, right? That's all you got to do. So we go out, we're out there, we were walking, 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 and they say, all right, you go up into this tree stand over here. So they point up to this tree stand that's about 20 feet in the air on this rickety old, well, the tree wasn't rickety, but they had those like the little wooden stairs that are like, so they go up there and say, go up there, sit up there. And when a when a deer comes by, shoot it, Mm -hmm. shoot it. I'm like, all right, I could do that. You just do what now? Do the... Just shoot it. Okay. <laughs> just shoot it. You got like a, a Thompson or something? <laughs> like that. Okay. You, know, you had a shotgun. Had a shotgun. Okay. Yes. So I'm sitting up there in the tree, hanging out. It's a beautiful day. The weather's great. And I'm like, I'm not going to kill anything today. I mean, even if I saw a deer down there, I don't even, I don't even know if I could hit it from here. I'm too far up. I'm too far up in a tree to shoot a deer with a shotgun. I don't even know if I had, if it was buckshot in there or birdshot or like paper wad in there. I don't know. <laughs> so anyway, so I'm sitting up there and you know what? I just. Have just, you ever shot a shotgun before I, the? In the backyard, not in New York City, but yeah, I've shot a shotgun before, okay. but you know, yeah, not a lot. You know, but okay. so. that's kind of dangerous. It, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, I appreciate their uh, their safety responsibilityness. Sure, something like that. Just keep your finger off the trigger. You're good. They didn't even say that. They just say climb up. They didn't yeah. even tell me what to do with the gun as I'm climbing up. So anyway, I made it up to the top of the tree. I'm not tied into it, so I could fall out at any time. No deers are coming by. I'm sitting there. I'm like, all right, that's it. So anyway, then all of a sudden I hear like, hey, Mike. Come on over here, Mike. I'm like, what? Come here. So I get down out of the tree and I just kind of over to the to where they are. And there's these high grass, like tall, tall grass. I mean, it's got to be five feet high. So apparently they're pushing deer through the brush to the opening on the other side. Mm-hmm. So pushing in through. And I'm like all excited and everything like that. So the deer start jumping out over the, and then they come out of the, the coming out of the brush. They're in the clear, but there's only maybe about a 15 foot clearing before the woods are there. So they're there. And all of a sudden they start jumping over the fence and you know how, you know, white tailed deer. I mean, they're like frogs, like right over the fence, clearing the fence by like mm-hmm. that much. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, this little baby deer is coming, not a baby deer, but like a teenager. And he jumps over the fence. Yeah, like one of those right there. Ugh. Yeah. So he jumps over the fence, and uh, he doesn't clear the fence. He doesn't clear the fence. He he gets caught in the fence. His back leg gets caught in the barbed wire fence, and he's stuck there. Now he's sitting there like, you know, I'm like, oh, my God, what's going on here? What, 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 what sound? It's like a really disturbing sound. Uh-huh. Like he's kind of whining and stuff. Yeah. And I'm, I go from, and I'm an animal lover. I, I forgot to say, I am an animal lover. I have dogs and cats. I'm not out there just to kill, just to kill. Mm-hmm. I really genuinely wanted to go out and harvest the deer and do the right thing and bring mm-hmm. it back and clean it and eat it and honor its existence and do my part as part of the ecosystem. Sure. 
I know it sounds kind of corny, but that's really how I feel. That's how I feel, and that's how I felt. Yeah. So this deer, I go from sitting in a tree looking at birds and feeling really, really good about myself to now sitting there, standing there with these two guys looking at this teenage deer stuck in a barbed wire fence struggling and like wiggling and everything like that and they're like oh they're like oh what are we gonna do i'm like what are we gonna do i'm like freaking out now yeah yeah yeah, yeah. buzzkill so one of the guys is like go ahead mike shoot it your first deer yeah i'm like it's a very proud moment i'm like i'm gonna shoot it so i guess you can be poor and proud <laughs> yeah anyway go ahead <laughs> i yeah i i, I yeah. don't know what that means but yeah yeah. So he's like, shoot it, shoot it. I'm like, I'm not going to shoot it. He's like, go ahead. I was like, no, it's, it wouldn't be fair. Mm-hmm. And I, I was like, I don't want my first, you know, I wanted my first deer to be the moment. Like, mm-hmm. I just got a deer today, honey. Look at this. And just bring it in, slap some steaks on the fire. Right. Are you like shirtless and like blood still on your face when you bring this in? Oh, or? no, no shirt. I mean, I've got the blood on my face uh-huh. and just... It just kind of streaks across my chest like right. like Bruce Lee. That's what you wanted. Not exactly, but I think that would look good cinematically. Okay. But yeah, I just wanted to I just, I just wanted to get a deer and bring it home and yeah. feel good about it. So, I was like I'm not going to shoot it. Like, well, just go. What are you going to do? I said, "Can we can we get it out? Let's try to get it out at least." So, we're sitting there and I'm pulling on the fence trying to get this deer out of the fence. Now, just to just to kind of go back a couple more steps, they said we had permission to hunt there. Yeah. I'm not completely confident that that was accurate because mm. I had gone hunting with them before. And then when you're out there hunting, they're like, oh, by the way, if you hear anything, crouch down. Or if you see anybody, take your blaze orange hat off so nobody, so everyone could see it so you don't get shot. Take that off and hide it. Right. And I'm like, why? I'm like, well, we're really not supposed to be here technically. So I wasn't completely confident that we were even here legally. So I said, do we have some wire cutters? You guys get out, get your wire. They're hunters. They hunt all the time. They've been hunting since they were probably like three months old. Yeah. That's what they do. They hunt. And I was like, well, get your wire cutters and let's just clip the wire and let it go. Like, well, we don't got no wire cutters. No wire cutters. I'm like, aren't you supposed to have wire cutters? No, don't have nothing. And I'm like, so you'd figure if you were hunting illegally and you're going to be crossing barbed wire that you would have wire cutters. Well, apparently I was with a couple guys who were not, they weren't very good illegal, mm. allegedly, <coughs> deer hunters. Yeah. So no wire cutters. So what, so now we sit there. We're trying to pull this this fence apart. It's a barbed wire fence. It's designed not to come apart by hand. You know, it's designed to keep bulls from crossing through to the other side. So I did not have any success. The only thing that happened was the more and more we pulled this freaking fence apart, then the deer is wiggling, wiggling. It's, well, the the barbed wire fence mm-hmm. is gradually sawing into this deer's leg so now i'm sitting there mike animal lover wanting to be a hunter watching up close a barbed wire fence gradually cut this deer's leg off which it eventually did 
Because the deer freed itself. But after freeing itself, it had three legs and not four. There was one leg hanging in the fence. <laughs> it's not funny. <laughs> I felt it was... It was this it, is your uh, first experience? This is my first experience uh-huh. on top of, you know, yes, first experience of really deer hunting. Uh-huh. So the, the, the leg is still in the, in the fence, mm-hmm. and the deer is hobbling away. And I don't know if they're giggling or they're like, oh, wow, did you see that? The leg just came off. Put it in, <laughs> put it in, your, put it in, put it in your sack. We could use that later for something stew. Yeah. <coughs> so yeah so the deer's hobbling off and everything like so, so now i'm sitting there saying all right they're like shoot it again shoot it mike shoot it like and i'm it, not going to shoot it's, it it's hopping away it's okay. ho- it's not even hopping it's hobbling away yeah you know on three legs it probably just learned how to walk just a few months ago and they're still i said shoot it just shoot it i'm yeah. like i'm not shooting it i was like can it live can it do you think it'll make it you know, at the time in my head, I'm like, well, you know, it can. I mean, nature is resilient. Mm, probably. I mean, maybe he could. I, yeah, I know. But maybe he'll make it and he'll get together with his family. They'll take care of him and they'll put him in a safe yeah. place, yep. safe yep. space or <laughs> yep. something. So they're like, he could survive, but I don't think it's going to happen. He's, he's probably he's going to get he's going to get eaten. He's going to get eaten. I mean, that's what they told you. Yeah, yeah, I mean, listen, if you're like you know a wolf or a coyote or something out there, or bear or squirrel, you're going to see this three legged deer dying. And you're like, oh, that's an easy one. Yeah. So I'm still like, oh gosh, man, I'm st- I'm sitting there. I'm like I'm, uh, trying to rationalize it. Like, I think it can make it. I think it can make it. So why didn't they shoot it? Because they're I don't know. They wanted me to shoot. They, they wanted, wanted you to have your first moment. Right. Yeah. And, and I I just I just didn't want to do it. Yeah. So the deer is wandering off. And as I'm standing there trying to figure out how I can rationalize and convince myself that this deer is going to make it, it decides to maybe he realizes he's not going to make it. Because yeah. instead of going this way through the brush where his family just jumped to, he goes left into the swamp. Mm. So now he's wandering into this water and he's like sinking in the water and he's like, eh. and then, you know, and now, now he's definitely going to die. That deer sounds more annoyed <laughs> than, than he's dying. He's like, oh, swampy. Like he doesn't sound like he's dying. He just I'm, sounds like annoyed at the situation. I, wouldn't you be? Yeah. If you were him, I, I would be annoyed. Yeah, yeah, I would be. I would probably make that sound too, <laughs> to be fair. Yeah, go ahead. So now it's in the water. Now it's like 30 yards away, 40 yards away. Mm-hmm. And uh, he's definitely – well, now, I'm, now I know he's going to die. So once again, Mike, go ahead, shoot it. Go ahead. <laughs> Just go ahead and shoot it. It ain't even going to move. Uh-huh. At least that's how it sounded at the time. Yeah. And I'm like, now at this point, I have an excuse. I'm like, 
I have a shotgun. I can't even shoot it from this far along. I'll, I'll probably, you know what I'll probably do? I'll shoot it with the shotgun. The buckshot will probably blow off one of his other legs. If it's not birdshot, because you don't. Yeah, yeah. It's probably target load. Okay. I probably wouldn't. It'd probably just shoot him in his behind and just be experiencing more pain. Mm-hmm. So finally, one of the guys finally goes up. He's got a rifle, which I guess I should have had. Not you know, and then he goes out and boom. Shoots the deer, deer's dead, goes out there, drags it out of the mud, and he's like, look. And I'm like, yay. Mm. And that was your first experience. Hunting in North Carolina. Mm. Have you been uh have you been hunting since? A couple times, but I just sat there in the woods. Yeah. I didn't do anything. I wasn't intending on killing anything. <laughs> I just sat there. Mm. Wore one of the black hats and a red and black checkered shirt. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah. Like, I, like if someone came by with a camera, yeah, they could have put me on the cover of Outdoor Life. I was like, yeah. So it's, I mean, it's all commercialized. You know what I mean? For you, right? You had this picture in your head. I'm going to come home and, you know, put the meat on the table. I'd go hunting again. I would try it again. Really? I would. Yeah. Under the right circumstances. Well, maybe you should, uh, I don't know, man, stick to fishing. I think something. so. Yeah. yeah, you're probably right. Yeah. What about that? Did you do any of that when you first came down here? Oh, yeah. Yeah. How was that? Was it the same Was it the same thing with the same the same folks? Did, they, did these same folks tour guide you again? Like, did I did a fish get caught, like, in a net, and you, like, <laughs> were debating on, I don't know, gaffing it or something? I don't know. Uh, it wasn't exactly that, but <clears throat> yeah, a couple of the same guys. Mm. In fact, definitely the two guys I was with were there. You were there, right? Probably. Yeah, you were there, I think. Oh, and uh, yeah. So, I mean, I love to fish. That I can do. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I mean, I, I know how to fish. I can do it. I, I don't mind killing fish and cleaning them and eating them. I could do that. So, <clears throat> once again, they're like, hey, Mike, you want to go fishing tonight? <laughs> and it's like. <laughs> do they sound just like that <laughs> when they ask you, hey, Mike, do they, do they, is that what they do? Yeah, they're like, well, not exactly like that. It's more like, hey, Mike, you, you won't go fishing tonight. Yeah. <laughs> you won't go fishing tonight. Whoa. Yeah. I'm like, uh, now? It's like 11 o'clock. I'm like, yeah, it's the best time. Got a spot. Uh-huh. It's always someone's always got a spot. Yeah, I know a spot. I know somebody. Sounds fishy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Anyway, so yeah, so we uh, hop in the truck and uh, we dr- we're driving down the road. And first red flag, they pull over on the side of the road. You're like we're kind of like on this like a little local highway byway road. Pull over and like, all right, so we're gonna get out from here. I'm like. Just going to get out of the car here on the, the side of the highway? Yeah, yeah. It's just right on over here. Like you figure you'd, you'd pull into like a parking lot or down a road to the, to the side of the water or something yeah. like that. So we pull over on the side of the road and they're like, come on, hurry up so no one sees us. <laughs> Again. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I'm, and plus, <clears throat> this is actually before I moved to North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So this is one of the first times I'm meeting everybody. So, yeah. I mean, I want to... I want to get to know people. I mean, I want to like you know be like, all right, yeah, man, this yeah. guy Mike from New York, he's all right. 
He's all right. He's not that bad. Yeah. So I get out of the car, grab the gear, hop over the guardrail, and quickly. It was a guardrail. <laughs> I think there was a guardrail. Yeah, there was a guardrail. Hurry up. Yeah, get. Just don't. No, not under it. Just jump over. And don't, s- don't slam the door. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. Pretty yeah. much. So we get down, and it's like tuck and roll. It's like this embankment, and I'm sliding down, holding mm-hmm. the fishing gear, going through the woods and everything like that. And like, shh, don't. I was like, don't you guys have a flash? Like, don't put the flashlight on. I know where it is. So blah, 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 blah. We go through the woods and everything, and then come to this little clearing on the bank of the river. <clears throat> There's a couple dudes there already, and uh, and they got a fire going and everything like that i said all right so they got a fire going and everything i said it can't be that bad sure i mean i mean so pulling up you know hey everybody this is mike they're like <laughs> you know you can't understand them i didn't understand a single word a couple of them yeah not yeah. all of them yeah but one guy two guys i was like i, I didn't understand what we were saying or anything like that he just kind of smiled it's like hee hee he shook his knife at me and stuff. I was like, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So hanging out. Everyone's having a good time, fishing and everything like that. Catch a couple small, you know, a couple small fish. And then all of a sudden, boom, the big one. You know, Rod just bends in half and, uh, you know, sitting there. And I'm like reeling it in, sitting down like in the bucket. They're like, yeah, Mike, come on, come on, yeah, you can do it, you can do it. <coughs> and uh, reeling this big, huge, beautiful fish, one of the best fish I ever caught ever before. Yeah. And um, <coughs> so we're sitting there, pull it in, and uh, now it's got the fish out there. And I'm like, all right, so can we bring it back? I'm like, no, no, we can't leave right now. <laughs> I was like, well, it's like 2 o'clock in the morning. I'm ready to get back and da-da-da-da. Got this fish. Want to clean it? No, can't go. Put that fire out. <coughs> Sorry about that. So I'm like, put the fire out. So someone's like, like, hurry up. Put it out. Put it out. Put it out. And there was people scrambling around. Yeah. You know, and guys are like, you know, scooting down and everything. They're putting the fire out. And I'm like, what do I do? What do I do? The shh. Don't say anything. I'm sorry. Is the fish out of the water? Fish is out of the water. It's uh-huh. on the ground. Yeah. <clears throat> waiting for me to take it home. Mm-hmm. It's got to be about this big, maybe like that big. Yeah. That big. And like, shh, don't say nothing. And then all of a sudden, like, there's this boat coming down the river. Mm-hmm. It's like, what you guys doing over there? Don't say anything. I see you boys over there. Don't say anything. I'm like, oh, Farg again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <coughs> so I'm be back. I know who you are. Blah, blah, blah. Something, something. Then some kind of gibberish. Then some guy goes, come on, don't I'm like, yep. this is just as, this is just. This is not what I was thinking I was going to be doing for fishing. But that being said, the boat keeps on going down river. Everyone kind of gets back together, and all of a sudden, you know, everyone's happy. And I'm like, that was a close one. Then there's like the two guys are by the side of the river, and they're kind of like, they're like talking to each other, and they're like pointing at me. They're smiling. They're like, yeah, you, 
It was the guy with the knife yep. and everything like that. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, you know how like when you get that feeling, you're like, ah, it just doesn't feel right. Something is kind of amiss. So I was like, <clears throat> all right, all right. I was like, you know, <laughs> if 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 they if somebody wanted to kill me right now, they could they could bury me here and no one would ever find me. Right. Just because you know, I've seen the movies before. Yeah. I know what happens. Yeah. You know. So but it didn't happen. I mean these dudes wanted you to blow Bambi's brains out while its legs caught in a wire. Of course they would kill you. You know what I mean? If you open up your mouth while that boat came trampling by. Right. I'm sure some of them had like warrants out for their arrest or something like yeah, that. Yeah. Yeah. Not you. I don't think, but <clears throat> some of them did. And I was a Yankee. Yeah. Not a Yankee. I'm a Mets fan, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah. No, so. But after that, went back through the woods. <clears throat> the getaway car was back up there on the side of the road. Mm-hmm. Hurry up. Throw it in there. Hop in. Go. Leave the lights off. Go. Whoa. Psh, psh, so what, what type of fish was it? Rock. Rockfish. Oh, rockfish. So you're on the way home, you're sitting in the back of a four tourist with a rock in, in my your, lap. In your lap. Wrapped in my I, I was wearing a uh-huh. I remember this, I was wearing a flannel shirt. So I wrapped the fish in my flannel shirt, so it was sitting there like, you know, like a like a baby. Mm. Yeah. Mm. So I was sitting in the back of it might have been a four tourist. So did you own any flannel prior? to knowing you were coming to North Carolina or was that an effort to fit in? <clears throat> no, I, I, I had flannel. I had, I had plenty of flannel. I mean, come on. I was, I've been watching NASCAR for 20 years. So I was, yeah. Fair enough. I feel like I had digested a lot of the <laughs> Southern American culture. Sure. I grew up watching. Little I mean, did you know. Little did I know. But I mean, I grew up, I watched Deliverance. So, so I saw that. I saw, but I grew up on Walking Tall. Mm-hmm. Walking Tall, mm-hmm. the original one. Mm-hmm. Did you guys see Walking Tall? No. Okay, I've seen the one with the rock. <clears throat> yeah, different one, but same character. You know, Sher- Sheriff Buford T. Justice. No, that's Smoking the Bandit. Another great movie about the South. So I felt like I was pretty yeah. well balanced as a, as a Northerner coming <coughs> down south. <clears throat> right. So you figured you would you would uh, I guess culturalize yourself on. Things such as NASCAR, where you know superstars take helicopters and land in the middle of a of a of a, a pit, you know, it's called an the, infield. Whatever. <laughs> That's how much I know about NASCAR. But what you it sounds like you know the group of people that you were hanging out with, man, you really should have like the movie selection should have went to like more of like Sling Blade. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because that sounds about. Right. Uh, yeah, you're right. Yeah, you're yeah, right. Maybe. I mean, I, Steve. Yeah. Sling Blade Derby DB, right? You know? Yep. 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 Yeah. Yeah. I studied on killing you. Because <laughs> that's, yeah, it's about where you're at. And then I, uh, and then I married into the family. Mm. Welcome. Thank you. Mm. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, that, that was one of my. <clears throat> fishing story so yeah that's it well that's good man thank you for uh i guess sharing those uh two awesome 
stories. I don't even know if they're awesome, man. It sounds kind of sick. Uh, well, I thought they were pretty awesome. Yeah. Well, you're welcome. I'm, I was happy to share it. <clears throat> sure. Don't play it. Are kids going to be able to listen to the show? Probably not, right? Yes. Are you going to let your kids listen to it? Yeah. Sounds like uh, all of our first hunting experiences. Was it? Did you have a bad first hunting experience? No. I actually missed the first year I shot it. But you didn't have like the whole missing leg thing. I have one maybe worse than that. Oh, can I come back for that story? I'd like, because I'd like to hear it, because then I won't feel as bad. I'd feel like, you know, I'm not the only kid in class that has a really horrible first deer hunting story. It gives me like a little solace, like some therapy or something. Sure. Yeah. Sure. We'll save that one. We'll save it. Do you have a bad one? I don't, man. Do you have any kind of bad stories? Yeah, I have a lot of bad stories. No, like hunting outdoors stories. No, no, I don't, man. The, I mean, the worst I ever got was when I shot a deer and it hit the, in the lungs. That's right. it. And then, what do you call that stuff, Stevie? When they spit up, what? You, when you shoot a deer in the lungs, how do you know? Yes, yeah, like the blood is frothy. Yeah, has a lot there of oxygen. There you go, frothy. It drowns in its own blood, basically. Well, that's it, man. Nothing compared to you know peer pressuring me to you know shoot it. Its leg is gnawing off Did from the white, or watch out for the bull. Nothing like that, man. You know what I mean? You that's, know, I know. It's, I, I, that sucked. Yeah, we've made sure we've you know had permission and well, things like that to go in certain lines. But thank look, you. man, thanks for sharing your stories. Uh, you have a podcast. Uh, what is it? It is Sports on the Brain. Sports on the Brain. Yeah. How, 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 how do they find you? Uh, they can find me anywhere that they listen to podcasts, um, Spotify, Google, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts. So just search out for Sports on the Brain. It's a lot of New York sports talk, but we talk all kinds of other sports. And, um, and I think you guys may actually be doing me the honor of being on the show. Sure. Right? Would, sure. You, would you guys do that? Absolutely. Yes. Okay. Anytime. Anytime. If you don't mind a lot of like Dallas Cowboys propaganda. I, I, I would love a lot of Dallas Cowboys propaganda because that's really all it is, is propaganda. Sure. 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 So. But that's what has kept us afloat yeah. since 95. So That's good. Yeah. Okay. All right, man. Thanks. Th- thank you. There's like rustling in people's pockets and stuff. And I read <laughs> Where did you run? I just ran into the woods. <laughs> <laughs>